It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. The phone number 317-684-8444. It is time to hear from you. Questions, comments, smart remarks. It is your voicemails. 1033 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. However, Rob has the day off today and Ethan Hatcher is filling in today. Thanks for coming in, Ethan. I'm always sad when Rob is away, but any excuse to come into WIBC is a good day. So I have kind of conflicted feelings about this. I'm happy to be with you. It's always Mm -hmm. a good time. (laughs) It's like a little palate cleanser every Mm -hmm. now and then, is it not? Okay, so we're going to start off with some uh, voicemails, and somebody called and asked, uh, it's been announced that Joe Biden is going to make a trip over to Israel, and he's meeting with not just Benjamin Netanyahu, but he's going to meet with the uh, King of Jordan, the President of Egypt, and also a Palestinian authority person. And uh, so he's going to take this nearly 13 hour flight. We'll see if he can actually make it. But somebody called and had a question about that. Hey, I want to get you guys thoughts on um, Biden's trip to Israel. I know it's being like they keep saying that, uh, oh, it's so he can go over and you know show support for Israel. But is it really? <laughs> is that really what he's going to do? Because it, the Biden administration has already come out and kind of told Israel, like, you know, maybe they need to slow down their offensives. And Israel's kind of acting like, no, we're not going to listen to you. We're going to do this. We're, we're going to finish it this time. And now Biden's going over to Israel. Like, I don't know. It just seems like he might be trying to go over there to pressure them in person to slow their offensive, to delay their offensive, or maybe even encourage them to do some type of peace talk. I'm not sure. That's just kind of the the vibes I'm getting off of it. It just seems like he's going to go over there and try to pressure uh, pressure them to slow things down. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Well, I don't think he's incorrect in that mm-hmm. per, uh, perception. But mm-hmm. Biden could put, couldn't put pressure on a marshmallow. So, what kind of weight is he going to be throwing around? If anything, he's going to fall asleep like mid sentence in this negotiation. Oh, I think you should stop. Yeah. Right. Okay. So they announced this trip after more than seven hours of talks that Benjamin Netanyahu was having with the Secretary of State Blinken, and the Washington Post is reporting that the announcement was held back until the Israeli leadership agreed that corridors for humanitarian aid to enter Gaza was created. So is Biden going there to tell them to cool their jets? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> but at the same time, he's going to be asking for millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And he likes spending money. Yeah. So... It's well, a little trillions bit of, of dollars, Casey. Yes, trillions. Okay, um, somebody called and had a comment. This is going back, what, a week, a week and a half now, since Momo the monkey was on the loose Oh, in yeah, Indy. that's old hat. Yeah. Uh, it's like but, a couple of weeks old. But somebody had something to say about that. 
Hey guys, uh, love your show. I wanted to call and let you know, um, my sister uh, was listening to this podcast about Jim Jones, and she thought it was interesting since I live in Indiana that his ministry really started in Indianapolis. So she sent me this article from the Indianapolis Star back in 2018, and in that article, it talks about how he actually had a fundraiser where he would import monkeys and sell them as pets. So... I thought you guys would find that information fun that uh, Kevin's dad may have had a monkey from uh, Jim, Jim Jones' own little <laughs> fundraising campaign. So anyway, love your show, and uh, hope you guys have a great day. Yeah, that's super interesting, and that makes a lot of sense because Jim Jones had his commune down in South America. Yeah. And the squirrel monkey that my dad had, that monkey comes from South America. So do you know where your dad got that monkey? Could it be a Jim Jones he, fundraiser monkey? So he got it from a family friend, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure where they got it, but it's very likely. Could be a cult monkey. I think so. <laughs> I think she, she's on to something there. Oh, boy, Kevin, I think you need to track this down, find out for sure yeah, yeah. Don't, where don't, this monkey don't is from. Don't take any Kool-Aid that that monkey offers. <laughs> oh, I'll make sure not The monkey's to. not with us anymore, oh, yeah, is it? He's, he's long gone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so somebody called yesterday, and they were ripping on Rob the way he pronounces the great state of Illinois. <sighs> And so we had a couple phone calls about that. Uh, most people on Rob's side. Okay, good. I was just listening to the podcast today, and the guy wants to be nitpicky about how Rob says Illinois instead of Illinois. And I uh, didn't know we had Hermione listening to the show. Wants to criticize how Rob says his words. Uh, don't let it bother you, and keep doing what you're doing, bro. Have a good one. Some good vibes for Rob Kendall today yeah, I mean, while he's ph- on vacation. Phonetically, there's such little differentiation between Illinois and Illinois that it's such a nitpicking mm-hmm. little gripe. Mm-hmm. This, what, what kind of time does this loser have in his day that he picked <laughs> that to make a make a stink about? Somebody else called with some advice for Rob on his uh, pronunciation of Illinois. Hey, Rob. Concerning your pronunciation of Illinois, if you really want to get under that guy's skin, and I know that would be totally against your personality, but if you just wanted to one time, just call it Illinois. <laughs> With the S on the end. Well, sure, why not? Okay, somebody called. We've got the uh, Speaker of the House. Did, did he say Illinois or Felonoise? Because I thought Felonoise would be kind of funny. Felonoise? <laughs> yeah, like felonies. <laughs> uh, we just call them fibbers. That's what we there call we them. Yeah. Uh, so there's the Speaker of the House vote. It's happening at noon today. Jim Jordan, the nominee, somebody called and had a question about his current position. I know that Jim Jordan, I thought, was a head of a house committee that is trying to impeach mm-hmm. Biden or O'Biden as I call him Judiciary. and going after Hunter Biden. I was wondering if he had to give up the position if he became the Speaker of the House. So it's the Judiciary Committee, mm-hmm. and you did some research on this. Yeah, had to look it up. Um, apparently, there is nothing constitutionally which would prevent him from retaining that role. And historically, there's some precedent for that, but it was a tradition which started to fall off in the ni- mid-19th century. So now the current tradition and rule of order is for the Speaker to step aside from their role in committee appointments. But constitutionally, there's 
nothing standing between him and the speakership while still retaining that role in the committee. So he does. There's very little described in the Constitution mm -hmm. about what responsibility or role the House Speaker actually has. So it's largely designated by the Congress and can change at any time. So although that is the established tradition, at mm -hmm. least in modern history, again, nothing constitutionally to prevent him from changing that tradition. So he can keep it if he wants to. It's more of a to. tradition. The yep. one thing we do know that the Speaker of the House does is uh, that person brings the agenda yes. forward, which the representatives Huge vote Huge amount of power. Yeah, Huge and that's why there's all the backdoor deal because different people want their different things brought to the floor. Yeah, you really have startlingly little power as a representative of Congress because you can propose legislation all you want, but if it's not placed on the agenda and taken to a floor vote, it's going nowhere. So mm -hmm. you can, you know, essentially virtue signal to your constituency, but if you're if you're not in a position to influence the leadership and get that to a place where it is actually voted upon, then it's essentially worthless. And so that's why that's why who the speaker is is incredibly important and why I'm so disappointed in the Matt Gates coalition and not having like an established name or a game plan going forward, because who is selected will determine the direction of the Republican Party for however long, you know, his tenure is. Of course, we saw with Kevin McCarthy, that was what, nine months. So mm -hmm. it might be short, but it's incredibly important nonetheless. Hammer's going to trillions. He added Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Hammer's going to join us in a few. But before we get to that, I wanted to bring this up. Um, quickly. Overall spending on Halloween candy is expected to reach a record 12.2 billion dollars. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's there's an actual index of candy prices. Had no idea. So you know the uh consumer price index is up 3.7% year over year. Well, the candy index is up 7.5% year over year. So have people lost their minds? When it comes to Halloween, I drove through Franklin, Indiana over the weekend. Every single house had massive decorations, inflatables, yeah. pumpkins, skeletons. You bring up an interesting point because uh, Halloween seems to be the like new Christmas kind of. It's a much bigger holiday now than I ever remember it being. Although I want to make a caveat there that, that being raised as a Jehovah's Witness, I was never allowed to participate in Halloween, so I didn't get to, to take the candy or wear the costumes or do any of that. But just from going out and about, mm -hmm. I seem to remember seeing a significantly less Halloween enthusiasm in like the '90s than there is now. Yeah, it's almost. It, it seems to me it's. Almost to the point that Halloween has more decor than Christmas does. And I'm with you. There, there, it's a competition, for sure. I'm with you. When I was young, uh, Halloween was not something that we celebrated. It was, you got one little costume. You had one night to go trick-or-treating. I was with my older brother and older sister and my mom. And we would hit half a dozen houses and that was it the whole event lasted maybe an hour and it was over and done there weren't decorations around the house it wasn't the whole neighborhood wasn't lit up it yeah. wasn't this month-long thing it just keeps growing and growing and growing every single year they've done the same thing to christmas though where now christmas is the entire month of december and it's actually bleeding over into november and uh, you know a little bit like we now get basically a month and a half christmas holiday it's a little grating and there's 
they're starting to do the same thing with Halloween because we're still like 15 days off from Halloween and all the decorations are up. People mm-hmm. are already doing the pumpkin things. You know, it's like another month long holiday. And, and it's just it's too much. I guess you it's, it's a free country. You can spend your money on that decoration if you want to. But I'd rather buy antiques.